0: What's happening, in Texas? Thank you for joining me, or us, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. on this exciting <laughs> episode. Yes. We're all joining Abel. <laughs> we're all joining me, yes. <laughs> we are here at Turning Point in Bedford. Yes. Um, they are gladly hosting us yes. with Al the Brewer. Hey, guys. Thanks. How are we doing? Hey, awesome. how you doing? I'm your host, Abel, and we're with Jane and Vincent. Hello, y'all. Well, hello, guys
1: been a minute it's, it's been, been a minute, minute. Yeah, yes, yes. us being together but especially <laughs> al here we haven't seen while. In- i know yeah. i feel like uh, we've... no this is our no, first no.
2: time meeting in in person mm-hmm. yes because we've it only was... done this by zoom? zoom zoom or skype or something yeah, yeah i think we yeah. ended
1: up having to skype we had technical difficulties and we had to, yeah. i downloaded skype and we made that work yeah and then, yeah we
3: listen to your podcast all the time so
1: <laughs> so i hear you all the time
0: yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun fact al helped us get started yes did, yeah. yes yeah, so we had a bunch of questions, and he. He gladly helps out, yeah. Really well, great. thank Very you, gracious. yes. Thank yeah, you, no. thank you.
2: I, I'm, I'm always g- happy to help out podcasters nice. and, uh, what is it, pay it forward? Yeah. I've, yeah. I've definitely had a lot of help in my thinking about this and, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, having to learn AV stuff. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of help in that, so, yeah. Nice. I thank you, thank you. I'm thank still you. learning. No one's teaching me. We
1: took the pandemic crash course. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much
0: the best teacher right
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all right so we're gonna hop right into it so what was your first craft beer and what was that experience like
2: Oh, yeah oh first craft beer um I'm trying to think I don't know I'll say this I remember the first time that I had a, a craft beer that I was like oh this is good mm-hmm. was uh, I used to be um, I, I, well I'd say but I've come home from being a missionary in China I called a buddy of mine to go hang out and we ended up at this wine slash beer bar called Vin de Pays. Yeah. And while we were hanging out there, um, we you know we're both guitarists, and so we were just talking about guitar and how we used to play. And uh, we're, the ma- the manager came up to us and said, "Hey, if you want free of this," and he <laughs> gave us uh, a beer. Um, come back next week and play. And so that beer was <laughs> a belgian i think it was a belgian quad yeah i could see the i could see the label but i can't remember it was something brothers and uh i remember the label and uh tried it It was like oh this is good oh
4: okay and then later
2: that day (laughs) um we had i had a Pliny the elder and i remember going like okay this is cool yeah Yeah. i had no idea what i was drinking and then um i started playing at vinda pays it kind of became one of their house musicians and pretty much every time i would play there i would get free beer and uh that was not a bad situation for a 23 year old there we I'll go bet.
4: sheesh
3: goodness so was it north coast the brother that's the, no never was it, it wasn't it no? wasn't brother t okay. no.
2: no yeah um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's a good one no He's that still... is an awesome beer but it was not that oh, it man. was something else i don't even i don't think i even.
3: somebody's brother <laughs> it,
2: was, it, was like the, it was like it was like it was like Uh, Monk Brothers or something like that, Uh, way before Monkish. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you used to brew beer. Please tell us what got you into that and your favorite styles.
2: Okay. So I used to homebrew and then I had children. Actually, I had the second child and that Mm -hmm. really killed like doing more brewing. Um, But I had an elder at the church I was going to at the time. He was like, hey, Alan, I heard you like beer. Do you want to brew it? I was like, Yeah. And so I went over to his house and I made a cream ale and it was delightful. Oh, wow. Okay. And I got hooked. Nice. And so I started brewing at my house on the kitchen stove. And as many people have that happen, uh, I had a little bit of a boil over. Uh And it pretty much creates like this rock hard, sticky sugar mess (laughs) on a stove. And my mom was not a fan because I was living (laughs) with my parents at the time. And so that's when I bought myself a. Like a better brewing kit and start brewing at home. Okay. My favorite style is saison, and oh, that is yay. to make and to drink by That's my far. My favorite.
3: I love saison. Saisons
2: are so much fun. Oh yeah. um, And delicious. And so I was, a, I was, I was pretty regular brewer mm-hmm. for about ten years plus, plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then child number two came around, and that has really hindered me being able to just like take a Saturday to brew. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I bet.
3: They get older. I promise. What's your favorite
2: style to make? <laughs> My favorite style to make. Yeah. It stays on. Yeah, They're, they're, they're so cool forgiving. Drink. You can you can ferment them at such a high temperature, and they um it only adds to the flavor in a in a, in a positive way. I like Whereas that. most beers, you really want to stick to that under 60 degrees. Uh you can go up to 73, 75 on most, you know, ale yeast. But as soon as you get to that 75 to 79, they start getting stressed. You start getting weird esters. Oh yeah. Whereas saison y- yeast, it can get up to like 90, and it's like, all oh. right, we're cool. Yeah. Nice. You know. I like this. This Are nice. missing it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. I still miss it. Oh
1: man. Okay, then we better we better I break think, away from that. I know. I feel like yeah. as
3: soon as I asked that question, they turned the music way up.
1: So. I did. it's <laughs> I I like what? They're listening. They're like, oh they're getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> All the way up So they turned it up to eleven, right? Babe? I know. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, my so gosh. with that said, yeah. uh what inspired you to start a craft beer podcast?
2: So I I had this idea uh years and years ago. Um I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. Um years and years ago i wanted to get my cicerone (laughs) um and so i got my certified beer server i think i'm number like 1682 or something like that oh cool okay and i thought man it'd be cool to do like a podcast because it was a new thing at the time Mm -hmm. of me taking my journey of studying for the level two Mm -hmm. and um i thought about doing that i actually gave the cicerone number a call cicerone.org number a call yeah and they were like well are things kind of trademarked? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. But yeah. it started me on the road of like wanting to do something um, podcasting beer related. And then I had this idea of something that and I think this is just why people do podcasts because they have this weird idea in the head, and they're like, I wonder if I could do that. I, I love that. There's a space. I, I keep finding these spaces where I feel like faith, community and beer kind of mix. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to do a podcast about that, but I was, I I kept getting stuck on that um, and how far I could take that podcast. And I was sitting in LA at LAX and had a couple hours to go till my next, you know, flight. Yep. And bought a couple of moleskins. It was like, what? Let me get this finally out of my head. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I wrote down on the page was, I know nothing about beer. And I was like, oh, I love it okay, I think I can use this because <laughs> then it was if the my original idea could be part of a larger scheme, um, I've got more that I could go off of. Right. So that's where the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast came about was this idea that let me start with how I know so little about beer and just see, you know, what would it be like if I talked to someone from a malt house about what malting is, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, what would it be like if I talked to some of my buddies that are involved in the beer, just ask them the questions I have not been able to ask them and make it a, a, as educational as possible? I so, love that. That's really what I try to do with my podcast is because there's plenty of podcasts where it's like two dudes drinking beer and they go like, well, I'm drinking of this and I'm drinking of that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my goodness, did you see what happened on sports today? Yes. And that's <laughs> I get there's that. a lot. And, that, yes. and that's really fun. But I am not into the sports (laughs) as much as others. (laughs) Um, I get that. And, you know, it's I I can get into those for a little bit. But unless they're really um, captivating, um, I don't feel like I stick around with those much longer. So Mm -hmm. I love things that are educational. Yeah. Um, So that's why I wanted to make my podcast more educational than not. Not that it's not, you know, it doesn't go off course here and there. But I try to make it more educational than not.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I love I know. That. I've heard a couple of times where, you know, uh, I can't think of an episode right this minute, but, you know, you'll you'll do that. You guys, you and your guests will go off and you'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't mean to go there. That's great. We did. But and then you direct it right back onto the conversation. So, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. I like it.
2: Thanks. I, but, I, I, I try to make things so that it comes back to whatever we're trying to talk about. Right. Uh,
0: had you done any podcasts before that? No. So just dive right into it. Just dove right in. Oh, man. In. I
1: know some dudes who did that. Yeah. And a pretty yeah.
3: lady. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm not a dude. <laughs> a pretty lady. So to di- dive deeper into that, one of our favorite series is the series on Christianity and religion and beer, as well as parenting and responsible beering. It really hit home with us as parents, for sure. I, I think I blew through all of it during the yeah. beginning of the pandemic. She told
2: me about it. So
3: what inspired that?
2: So um, I think you're talking about Pious Pint. My yes. series Pious Pine and, and Dad into Beer. Um, the Pious Pint was my original idea, just coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Pious Pint actually came from a buddy of mine, Paul. Um, and so that's where my original idea for the podcast kind of came about. Mm-hmm. So I don't do a lot of them. Yeah. But I love the times that I've been able to talk to people in these in-depth ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the Bar Chaplain out in Florida, he was yes. so much fun to talk to. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That was so interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then um, you know, I was on the Dismantle podcast not too long ago. Yes. and that was a, I, I kind of put that as an extension of the podcast because it really was what I've been wanting to talk about for mm-hmm. so long. Oh, you know? awesome! And um,
1: I, think, I think I ask about that later because that was yeah. you do. <laughs> I heard
2: that that was yep, really good.
3: Yep. Well, and it's wild because my parents are pastors, and uh-huh. I mean, you have church, but then nobody—I don't know—they just act like drinking church in a whole acts like drinking is not okay. And then the people that do drink just kind of hide it, which isn't healthy either. You know, I don't know right. why it has to be like that. But.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I think that there's this... I think there's still like this, like... Uh, stigma. Well, there's stigma, but also there's a... Almost like a, a guilt or a shame mm-hmm. yes. that can that can be led around it yes. um, that you like to drink um, because... Uh, one of the things that made me create even the persona owl the brewer mm-hmm. was i was posting a lot about beer on my own personal yeah. facebook account mm-hmm. and i had several people from my church community go are you okay are yeah, you okay bro yeah and i was like <laughs> no really i just like talking about beer yeah. and then someone was like well yeah but you have kids that are on this and i'm yeah. like i get it but like it it why are your kids looking at my beer stuff then? <laughs> you know and it's just so I decided, look, I'm just going to make, put my beer stuff in this world yeah. and then have it kind of separate. And I don't do a really good job of separating it out. Um, it's hard. And well, and I'm not good at like even, I'm really bad at social media. And so even my like Aldebur Facebook account, I don't think I posted anything to that in like <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> That's you funny. know? Yeah. But I think there's there's this shame that comes about it. Or if it's not been preached at to you, um, the social stigma of just kind of keeping that hush hush when something's more hidden than not it doesn't let people be free in it yeah Thanks and so that. you know i would love to be able to just have a beer at a church function uh, because i think it just goes well with barbecue yeah, yeah. Oh, um yeah.
1: well that's it's awkward sometimes for me but, you know jackfruit for that. you so, guys it,
4: yeah.
3: yeah well and i think seeing more people responsibly do it would be wonderful, yeah. and because yeah. my even my parents were like, "Whoa, you guys safe when you're driving?" I was like, "Yes, we are. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're well, not, you know, over drinking." Also, there's something called Uber. They say, "Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true." Yeah. I mean, if you
0: look overseas, you know that children get accustomed to that at a young age, right. and you know they they. Drink responsibly. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying every case is the same, yeah. but no, for the
2: most part, it's. But it's, it's it's definitely ingrained into the American culture, right? You know, part of it being prohibition, but like, I mean, I was in, I was in Europe uh, with my university for a while, and I ended up traveling around uh europe at christmas time and it makes me sound like i'm this very rich person and i am not (laughs) i i had i remember one of my lunches was two mentos because i had six and i was sharing with buddies there we go okay but i ended up sharing is caring with this missionary family out in belgium in Basque belgium and we went to their christmas party and they had so much booze and i grew up a church that did not drink at all and i was like Oh, yeah. Do things a little different, and then they just handed me peach schnapps yes. until the end of the night. I was like, "This is the best church party I ever, have ever been ever. to." Every but year, it was the alcohol was there was nothing that was strange about it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that was making it seem like, "Oh, you better be careful." It was like, mm-hmm. "No, we're having a good time. Have some peach schnapps. Have it this, whatever you want." Right. Yeah. And it was just not a. It was a non thing. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. Well,
3: and not to keep going off on a tangent, but I think even our laws in Texas lend to that.
1: But not oh, being yeah. able to
3: buy before twelve, and it just seems like. Uh, speaking of that,
1: on yeah. Mother's Day, where Abel and I work, people were lit up. They couldn't buy oh, prosecco so for mom at nine o'clock on a Sunday. I'm like, yes. first of all, why are you buying it on Mother's Day? Second <laughs> of all, like that's been the law forever. It's yeah, it like, hasn't changed in yeah. a very long time. They were like visibly upset and mad. Yeah. yeah, like I can't do anything about it. You should have bought it yesterday. I'm sorry,
3: but you and your mom have to wait.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we were joking and saying, you know, mom should get a pass for Mother's Day. Yeah. She should be able to get that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the type of thing that's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that, and I want to go back to uh, later, I want to bring it up. Governor Abbott signed a beer to go permanent.
2: I heard about that today. So, First uh, of yeah. all, I didn't know
3: it wasn't permanent. I thought it was
2: permanent. So, <laughs> no, it, it, I remember it wasn't permanent, but it was, like, one of those things that everybody was like, hey, you know, are you going to do that? Are right, you going yeah. to? Yeah. you and know, it's like, oh,
1: I did it. And then it's like, oh, man.
2: Re-election yeah. soon i should probably
1: it's, make that permanent but because i know that I, i'll leave it at that but go ahead let's see oh it's your question I next, we're yeah. still going on that oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh. well i think it's coming up later everybody's excited okay, okay. <laughs> yeah we, we got ahead yeah I was, I was all in there yeah. al is like just he's just messing it up Dang yeah it. no worries no worries
0: <laughs> uh, all right so what are, what are your, some of your favorite local beers and your favorite non-local? Yeah. We know you're a big fan of the brewery yeah, in California. I am a big fan of the brewery. <laughs> yes. I think we I all are. Bag, uh. It's I just am. hard to get
2: here. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of the brewery. I'm part of their um, Reserve Society nice, okay. members. I oh. love it. I have such a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only beer membership that I have. And because it costs so much, it's the only beer membership I'm ever going to have. (laughs) Uh, And I actually split it with a buddy in California. So there we go. um, I still have a reason to go to California, even not for my family. But I need to pick up my beer every year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I love the brewery. And there's so many, uh, you know, I think like 10, five years ago, it was even like things that were out of state still had this mythos but now I feel like so many places are making such great yeah. beer yeah. Oh, yeah. that um, you could stay in-state and not miss too much out-of-state. Right. Absolutely. But um, right. No, I'm a huge fan of the brewery. Um, and forgive me for my California-ness, but that's where mm-hmm. I grew up in beer. Yep. But, like, uh, you know, Anchor Steam is my favorite, you know, is my favorite beer. That's my my. Desert Island Beer. Hmm. Um, if I can ever find it I actually just bought it up at um, the Bearded Monk in Dendon. I just got a Saison Dupont. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have mine. Oh they're uh, beautiful. We waiting second. They're, for a they're, they're the beer that pairs with it's a beer that pairs with just about everything. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. uh, yes. Um those are some of my favorites. in house. Uh, here at Turning Point the text with the dollar sign is awesome. Okay. Nice. I really love is that, that beer. Got?
3: That's what I had. Okay. It's gone now.
2: Oh uh, I a <laughs> it's <laughs> it's grapefruit variation. <laughs> yes. Um, but dollar sign, I think, is one of the better hazy IPAs in the area. I really love that. Uh, the Double Stars from Celestial does a really good job Heck as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had too much from Odd Muse. I'm looking forward to trying some more. Yeah, and, Abel brought him some. But mm-hmm. I mean, um, what was it? Uh, Tups has a there's a straight up pale ale. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it was uh, it's, they don't make it anymore. It's a Citra pale Citra, ale. Citra Citra pale ale. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah so good. I love that beer. Yeah. Um, and then we have a new brewery, not a new brewery, but uh, you got Cowtown. Yeah. As oh, yeah. Well, not very well known, mm-hmm. but they just got a great cool. logger game. I really yeah, like I what they're that. doing on the loggers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love mm-hmm. that. So, with that said, you mentioned a little bit uh, about it, but what, in your opinion, do you think makes the DFW craft beer scene unique?
2: So, I think what makes it unique is that it is still very approachable. Yeah. You know, um, it's getting bigger, and it's it's now becoming a task to try the new breweries because yeah. there's so many yeah. that are opening up. Right. So I would say if people are getting into the craft beer scene here, dive in now because I think in a couple of years, it's going to be harder to be accessible to the people making the beer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I think just about any small brewery opening up, you'll have access to staff, you know, the beer tenders, the brewer's generally are around especially smaller breweries but we have places that are now growing making more of a splash and it's not that you know they become more elusive is that they become busier mm-hmm. right and yeah. you know the idea of like hanging out in the tap room all day is like a luxury right because you've got to make that beer or you've got to go to this thing or do that other thing so right now you can still get to know so many people in the dfw craft beer community yeah um that uh, I hope people don't take that for granted. Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. Because, I mean, if you try to, like, go, let's say Southern California, where I'm from, you know, if you try to go, like, Monkish, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, you aren't talking to anybody. You might talk to a beer tender for, like, 10 seconds getting your order. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, any other, you know, the brewery, you know, none of their brewers are around. Yeah. You know, um, you know I remember brewery being first open, and you could talk to guys there. Oh, how but cool. But then it, it, it then blew up, and now you're like, no, yeah. you can't.
1: Can't get to people. So, yeah. well, and I'm gonna add to that, um, you know, we um we were at the top's fifth and sixth anniversary on Saturday, we talked to the head yeah. brewer. We yeah. talked to, to uh, Chris. Chris Lewis. Yeah. Like, you know, he like drink beers with us. You know, his wife was there, they had their kids like yeah. like how much longer is that gonna happen, you know? Right. They got a new location coming up, they're blowing up. Yeah. Like and like you said, California brewers are already there, so definitely feed that that call, guys. Come see these great breweries while you can because it's i wouldn't say become saturated but definitely going to be a lot harder to talk to those people those individuals
3: we're at this point now where it's hard for us because there's so much great craft beer out there we're like who do we hit now right we just went to division and we got delicious ipas i was like oh my gosh now we have to regularly drive out to arlington
1: yeah oh they're (laughs) so good
2: yeah Yeah, division is fun they've got a a task too because they've got the cask well no they've got a big task because they've got so many beers on tap yeah that they're they trying do. to keep them all different yeah that right, is yeah. extremely hard to do
1: and they're so good yeah i mean everything we had was wonderful delicious on point the style awesome. was so good yeah loved it and okay. we couldn't believe we were out of it we're like no. I know. are you sure check the fridge yeah Totes cash. There's no more.
3: <laughs> okay if there was a style you wish you could see or get more of in the dfw what would it be i think i know this answer
2: um, I mean, Saisons, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I get that. Um, I do see them here and there, and pretty much every time I see them, I pick up, I try, yeah. try them oh, yeah. out. Um, in fact, I was just at Neutral Ground. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, And yeah. they had put out a saison. Very good job, by the oh, way. Yay. Really liked awesome. what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are really tiny, by the way. So yeah. people want to try something yeah. out before it gets a little bigger, I would say give Neutral Ground a yeah. shot. They only oh, open yeah. on but the I weekends also, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I also love, uh, ESBs and uh-huh. just uh, like a straight bitter. Yes, okay. my you know babe. if people could make a little more of those because they're so good. They're super low ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't rely on the super fruity hops. It's much more about the bittering and the malty. You get the toasty biscuit mm-hmm. flavors that I love. <laughs> um, You're yeah. an you got on this guy it. I'm, I'm drilling over it's here, drilling. <laughs> man. I, man, I I got to go. I got. I was so privileged. I got to go to, to England. Uh, My wife works for an amazing company. And what they do is they give her tickets to one of their uh, campuses around the world. Oh, nice. Nice. And so we got to go to London for a couple days, for a day. And uh, I did a pub crawl with her coworkers. Oh, yeah. I have (laughs) never (laughs) consumed more liquid with alcohol in it in my life. And I was fine at 430 in the morning when I had to get up to go catch a flight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this magical place? Yeah, But I was thinking about it because I just drank. Like these 3.2 right. percent yeah. and, all and they all tasted awesome and i was like why don't we have that here yeah yeah because yeah. america it's bigger america. better yep.
1: now yep. double triple yeah
0: yep 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 but
1: uh <laughs> yeah that's awesome i love that
0: so you're up there next mr able yeah uh what's something you wish uh would be talked about more in the craft beer community
2: you know man <laughs> you know i I wish that the that the beer community. I don't know. I I wish that the beer community would would um, I guess ease up on the haze a little bit <laughs> and explore and talk about what else there could be beyond the haze. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that it's it's I think it's here to stay. I don't think that it's it's yeah. just a passing fad. Mm-hmm. I think that from here on out, as it's, there's always going to be pretty much a West Coast IPA, there's mm-hmm. gonna be someone that has a haze. Right. And those trends are going to change. Yeah. Um, but I wish there was more, I think it's a better way to say it. I wish there was more focus on beer styles that have been around mm-hmm. longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and we'll talk about how to bring those back. Because I mean what the the BJCP has hundred and twenty different beer styles uh around there is 122 123 Mm -hmm. yeah and you know generally you find between five to eight at any brewery yeah and so i wish that there was more of an emphasis on seeking out what else you can make and have taste really good right yeah now now can you back up and tell us what that acronym is the b bjcc yes uh beer judging certification program so Mm -hmm. there are beer judges and I know this sounds weird to anybody listening that may not know this, but <laughs> for homebrew competitions, for to get all the way up to like the national spotlights mm-hmm. of national homebrew competitions, you have judges, and there is a process to become a beer judge. And generally, you, <laughs> you specialize in a certain area. Mm-hmm. So you have people that specialize in, you know, um, uh, I forget what section it is, but there it's like section one, one A, one B, one C. So you have people that all focus on like. ESBs, and I don't Mm -hmm. know the number that that is, but that's what they'll train their palate for, to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, You know, (laughs) to get your BJCP, you have to train, you have to be able to taste really well, Um, and not tasting in the fact of like, well, I've tried a lot of beers, but like, how do you pick up a beer, smell it, look at it, taste it, and get all the different components out of it, Mm -hmm. and then figure out, okay, well, what was going on with this beer? Did they use too much of this? They used too little of this? Was uh-huh. the fermentation off? Was the fermentation perfect? Those are all things that a beer judge should know how to do. All okay. right, exactly.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. I love yeah. it. That's awesome. Are we ready to beer up again?
1: Yeah, we should take a break <laughs> and beer up here because we've <laughs> had a good 25 minutes without here. We're going to come back for more, guys. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Thanks for joining us or coming back, guys. Yeah, rejoining. Yeah, rejoining. <laughs> Absolutely. Al brought us a beer from his favorite brewery. Oh, please what tell did you us. Uh, pour for us?
2: Excuse me. Um, so I brought from the brewery Quad Kisses. Reading from the label here uh, blended quadruple ale aged in bourbon barrels, rye whiskey barrels, scotch barrels, and rum barrels. And I really like it. Yeah, oh my I, God, like, yeah I mean, you got amazing. me drilling over here I don't, again. I don't want to toot my own horn, but like, I've been saving this bottle just because I couldn't. Dr- I knew I couldn't drink all this by myself, so I was like, Oh ah, you know what? When's the next time I'll be hanging out with people? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. <laughs>
1: they needed our help. That's what I heard. It was, it was yeah. a cry
2: for help.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, for for having it aged in all those different barrels, it's not super boozy.
1: It smells boozy, but it, it smells drink boozy, boozy. But I mean, it's yeah.
0: really smooth.
3: It's almost crushable.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would not call this crushable. I'll say, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, hey, you're talking to the chuggernaut over here, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she, she's,
2: uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing a year on this bad boy, but uh, man, it is tasty to me. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, it's wow. very, yeah. very, very good. Yes. Super um, tasty. Color, smell, Absolutely. And well, thank you for bringing smooth. that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cheers. Thank you for letting me be on this podcast, guys. Of course. I really yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Come on, Yay. Chuggernaut. I know. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm the Huggernaut for the what? children. The, hu- the Huggernaut. She's, she's the Chuggernaut. Chuggernaut. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm also known as Dad Cena. So. <laughs> <laughs> Buggernaut. <laughs> You're also a number. Oh, yeah, and the next question's mine. Okay, yeah. sorry. Sorry. The Huggernaut was was busy. Okay, so um, I don't think you told us about uh, when we had your intro. You didn't tell us what you do. What is your podcast... Um, what are you doing right now as far okay. as your podcast? So, Can you tell us a little bit of that? Then I'll ask my question.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> who am I?
2: Who am I? Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, right now I am a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. So I have my kids pretty much from, you know, my, my, we get up, my wife gets them started while I get breakfast going. Okay. Yep. And because I'm a stay at home dad, uh, I decided to start a new, uh, YouTube channel called dad domestic. Okay. So yeah. I'm telling you about that, that first. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is my kind of comings and goings in the stay-at-home dad life. Mm -hmm. So I just did a whole review on Caraway because as the main cook of the family, Mm -hmm. like, I care about what I cook on. Mm Absolutely. And and so uh, that's a fun thing to do. And then the podcast world, I am Al the Brewer. (laughs) And it's funny because here in Texas, you know, my name is Alan, but um because I'm known as Al the brewer on, on Instagram people call me Al so it, <laughs> when I, as soon as I hear someone call me Al I'm like oh beer world okay yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, because out of out of the you know out of my life I think only two other people have called me Al that's so funny um, huh. in California so yeah. <laughs> it's so weird like when I'm when I'm um the other day I was at a false idol and I just went by myself to just kind of like you know just grab a beer and I walked in and it was like the first Saturday, first Friday that like people were there yeah. and I ran into like five people so and funny. I was like, I am not this popular. This is not yeah. who I am. <laughs> but every one of them called me Al and I was like, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I love it. I yeah. love it. That's great. Yeah. So, so I have my podcast and then I have my YouTube channel and okay. that's really keeps me busy because as soon as we eat dinner, my wife and I have what we call the trade-off. Mm-hmm. And so my wife will take the kids and I'll go to my you know the guest room/office and start editing or recording or doing something mm-hmm. till sometime at night and go to bed. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah.
1: Very good. Also awesome. with that said now that you know cuz we know who you are but it yeah. know if our if now our we have the backstory. Now we have the backstory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is next for you in the craft beer world or um, or scene? For example like I know Nothing, uh, I know nothing about craft beer had kind of um an irregular series irregular is a, a great season. way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was reading it to her and I was like, you know, I was saying some other stuff and we're like, no, 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 irregular. She's like, Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, because I know, like, you know, you, you transition to the stay at home dad. Um, you know, especially for us, we you know, we had a bunch of seasons and then we were doing two a week, and I'm like, wow, this isn't feasible, you know, like yeah. you just realize you can't keep that pace up no. so so that's, that's where this is coming from. What's coming up next for those two things, those two podcasts, or the YouTube channel and the podcast for you? What's what's
2: next? So um, season four is going to end soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know when this is going to get published, but um, my season four is probably going to end within the next couple of weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one more episode that we'll see if it comes out. Okay. Um, but I uh, just recorded an episode with my dad, awesome. oh, nice. dad my series Dad and a Beer. Okay? Yeah. And so no matter what, that one is coming out. Whether that will be the season closer or not, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I'm going to end season four, and then I'm going to probably take a little a bit of an extended break on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the podcast takes up so much time to do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really going <laughs> to focus back on to Dad Domesticus because that's what i'm trying to make into something more okay yeah. the podcast is fun mm-hmm. um but i also have the most if i can say notoriety from the podcast mm-hmm. you know um i know i i have more downloads i know i have more attention on that side than i do dad domesticus, and i need to put more energy into dad domesticus. Okay? okay got it you know so um you know the season four as well Generally, I try to have all of my guests arranged out. Mm-hmm. This time, it just did not happen the way that it normally happens. And so I had right. several guests just kind of come up at the end where I thought I was going to end up. I was like, well, I guess I could stretch out the season a little longer. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, I probably should have just gone, look, I'm going to cut it off and just made it a shorter season. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad I kept it going. I now know that um, if I've got those kind of like, uptick ones i think i would rather just have them as a specialized one-off than not gotcha Um, and just have a shorter season i love doing the podcast and it's so much fun and um you know when my wife and i first got married she's the one that encouraged me to get a second job Mm -hmm. uh we were three months into being married and it was a friday night and i was like babe let's go out let's go do something and she looked at me she's like no (laughs) You have way too much energy. (laughs) Go get another job. And I feel like the podcast has become that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, They take a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of attention, especially if you want to do it well. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could spend a whole lot of time thinking about, you know, um, you know, anywhere from like what mic you're using to how you're going to record to where you're going to record and all those things, while they may not take each too much time, putting it all together scheduling mm-hmm. yes. is such a pain oh, sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. you know so and then like working with people having last minute cuts or having last minute additions it you know that's why i've, I've decided on the season style so this way once it ends i can give myself a break mm-hmm. yeah and go now i can rest on this and move on to something else right yeah so that makes sense i
1: love that yeah yeah
3: So, we already talked about this one that we're drinking. What did you drink from Turning Point?
1: Oh, yeah. What did you start off with? What did you have
2: Um, So, to start off with, I had the Mexican lager here Mm because I got here a while ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I thought I was going to be able to get some stuff done. That did not happen. I'm okay with that. Uh, Right now, I'm drinking the Alexander Pepperberry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it is delightful. It's got some bitterness. It's got some bite to it. It is not just orange juice, which I... You know, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's tasty. It.
0: I got the same thing.
3: <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Twins. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, what is a staple craft beer or beverage in your fridge or cupboard? Yeah. So,
2: here's the deal I don't know if I have too many staples at this point because I'm at the beginning of this whole pandemic thing. My wife and I decided we were going to put our money where we wanted to see survive, you know? We knew kroger was going to survive right so i have pretty much stopped buying beer at kroger unless it's like i see something on super duper sale and i'm like okay i cannot not get that (laughs) right right like one time i think i saw sierra nevada for like six bucks and i was like okay i cannot not get that right yeah but uh now it's generally what brewery do i have in my fridge so it generally goes between false idol and turning point uh i go. do like brutal they're very close to me as well and it's mm-hmm. mainly because distance it's like yes. which one do i have more time to get to? tell me about it right yeah so i think that's how we all are
3: yeah <laughs> yes but we yeah. live on the other side of the world yeah, yeah. yes
2: you live you, you live on that side other <laughs> yeah apart from
1: dfw yeah um, we live closer to the d not the fw yeah <laughs> yes yeah
3: And it's a special trip when we make it out here.
2: Yes. Yeah. No. And and, and I totally get that. And that's why I'm like, thank you guys for coming all the way out here for for interviewing me. Of course. Um, But generally, it's like, where do I want to support next? Right. You know, so I I support False Idol, Turning Point Brutal. You know, I'm excited for Neutral Ground. uh, Cowtown Brewing as well. Heck yeah. Uh, Martin House. Yes. Um, while I haven't been to the brewery in a while, I do love their beer and I am never far from picking up their pickle beer mm-hmm. there you for go. my sister. Right. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> my sister loves it in California. So I'm always I think I bought like six packs of that stuff. Oh man. Um from Southside Cellar. Yeah, yeah. that's shirt I'm wearing oh, yeah. right here. I love those there guys. Go. Um and I love going to Southside Cellar to buy something that is not. Turning Point or false idol, Brutal or one of the yeah. other breweries around. Nice.
3: Yeah. I loved Martin House's Cellerman's Reserve, and they stopped making it. But yeah. that was one of my staple oh, IPAs. Gotcha. Yeah, I love the rotating and it, hop. Yeah, seven yeah. percent. it was like a dollar cheaper than everything else. Yeah, a new good. hop would come out, and we'd have to
2: pick it up. And yeah.
3: now yeah. it's no more. It's Rest by the way, in peace. Side. You know,
2: I, I really love the pretzel stout that they have. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. so fun. Yeah. And the
3: peanut butter pretzel yeah. stout. Yeah,
2: that's a good one. So I, wait, I waited
0: for the Akron every year. Uh-oh. And they stopped doing that one too.
3: I know. So
2: yeah,
1: it's a sour, uh, unfortunate. Power. Yeah. Funny thing about the pickle, we sent uh, a can of it to a buddy of ours in California, and he was yeah. he was like, "That's really interesting," but I don't know mm-hmm. if he even liked it. I'm not sure.
3: I don't know. He's but, like those weirdo Texans. Yeah.
1: Well, he's really into sour, so we, we sold. We got him that too. But uh, you know, you told us, you know, us being married. And, uh, you know, we make time weekly to do date night. Can you we tell try. us about, yeah, we try. Some weeks are harder <laughs> than others uh, and our kids are older. So uh, I can imagine it'd be tough for you. Can you tell us about your favorite local brewery? Um, for date night with your wife or just for hanging out?
2: Okay. So my wife here, I'll say this. Um, my order of a beverage is beer and then spirit slash wine fight for second place okay my wife is wine spirits and then beer so if we're gonna do a date night generally (laughs) it has to be like we're gonna do a brewery and something or i'll do a brewery because um there's something there that i know she's gonna love like i know turning point did this sour candy couple of ones they did one with glitter Oh, it was wow. pretty. Oh yeah. Okay. Very pretty. I was like, okay. babe, there's a pretty beer. She's like, I want to try that. I'm like, let's do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with my wife when she's like, pretty yeah. beer. I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, please. But if we're gonna do something involving alcohol, we'll generally go to a um, distillery. Okay. Or a bar. Uh, we love the usual. Uh, we just went to Blackland, and I know I interviewed Marcus for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, man, they have an awesome rye whiskey oh wow they oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. have a slow gin i had not i was not familiar with slow gin but it's a gin made with plums and oh. it is delightful and i highly encourage people to go check okay. out them yeah. yeah 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 and it is also it was rated like best date place oh In wow. okay. dfw for a little bit but no seriously it's an awesome spot go, yeah. to, go to blackland we're yeah.
3: missing out on the best date place
2: no <laughs> We're in waiting
3: for Alamo to come back because that was our date place. Yes,
1: Alamo Draft House. The, uh, the uh, <laughs> Richardson is close for us, and they, mm. it's. They said it was on the list to come back, but
3: in June.
1: In June. June okay. Yeah.
2: So, see, my see. wife would go another place with a lot of beer. Really, babe. This sounds very romantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Wow. <laughs> and and that's just it's it's not that beer is is not what she likes, but it's not the same thrill as I get. Right. Um, so I want to if I'm gonna do a date, I'm much more gonna focus on like because i get beer and go out to these things as much as i can right so she's like let's do something a little different and it's not that we can't stop at some place that does beer yeah but it's like stop number two on the like dinner yeah yeah you have to check off that box first. for for me
3: it's beer and books and then maybe dinner right yeah Yeah. books (laughs) yeah oh yeah
1: okay yeah we love books we love beer and And we, for date night? Eat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: Because the kids aren't with us, so we can sneak away and actually read the books.
1: Yeah. We'll oh, okay. sit there quietly. <laughs> I like, can see that, yeah. We'll, like, hold each other's <laughs> okay, hands, drink it again. Again. There, yeah. read the book. I, I, and, yeah. I understand. <laughs> I see yeah. that now. Okay. I'm
3: like, oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're at home reading, they're going to bust in every 10
3: seconds
2: and watch yeah, something. Yeah, they but... need more
3: water or something. Yeah. <laughs> so in your opinion, what local brewery is a sleeper brewery that people need to know more about? Oh, yeah.
2: You know, I'm going to say Cowtown. Okay, uh, just because yeah. they make some great loggers. Okay. I think they've really got a good logger game. Um, you know, I, I'm sure people know about false I know Turning Point's very yeah. well known. Brutal's mm-hmm. really good, but those are the places that are nearby me. Uh, I, I'm hoping neutral ground does. well. Yeah, I we know, interviewed them. Yeah, and they're they've got they, they've got a really cool, cool idea uh their equipment's really small right now because they're still waiting on stuff right to, to get in yep. yeah, they yeah. so that, i'm yeah. excited to see what they do when they're able to be full capacity oh speaking of neutral ground and pretty
1: beers did you try the king cake beer i when did you were not there? try uh, abel uh, got the pretty got i got, got the pretty, pretty beer. beer they they did the glass the sugar rim, rim, the everything. colored yeah. colored
0: sugar yeah, yeah it
3: was we, actually pretty good yeah it sure. was it was very tasty I'm going to have to also add division to that list because we hadn't had them until recently you know, and I was very
1: surprised. division is really good. Yeah. 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 We actually had some coworkers that were like, "Hey, I'm going there tomorrow, what should I get?" And yeah. I was like, "All of it. It's all good. Try it all." Yeah, off. I was like, "Why are so, people
3: not talking about them more?" Yeah,
1: I was very surprised. I think cuz Arlington it just we just didn't expect I mean, I think legal drafts out there I can't think of much, so we just didn't kind of overlooked it, I think.
2: You know, I think them and Wild Acre as well. Yeah. Because Wild Acre, yeah. Yeah. Wild Acre they make some great beers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think also because you can't, Wild Acre, you could find their stuff in can. I don't know if they're canning uh, as much as they used to. I don't yeah. see their stuff out as much. And this might be my own. Like, yeah, I'm I almost not see seeing some it. of the staples. Um, right. The but, like, blonde, they used to have Trantel but... tra- Hawk out and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But when, um, you know, when places, I, that's the other thing I think about, like, like Division and Wild Acre, their focus isn't on hazies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on all these other styles. I mean, they, I'm sure each one makes something. They have them. Yeah. It's just not their but focus. They're not, that's not their focus. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that that kind of gets, they get overlooked because of that. Mm-hmm. So, Wild Acre, if you haven't been to Wild Acre, Go, go check them out. They have a Camp Bowie site now yeah, as well. That's yeah. really good, I heard. Yeah. With them their sandwiches. The cereal
3: blonde <laughs> with pineapple was delicious. That
0: is mm-hmm. very, that very really good. really yeah, Even
2: some, their uh,
0: pickle seltzer was pretty tasty. Yeah, I did yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so surprising. I'm just stick away from that, but you drink all the pickle you want, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, you more, know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not huge us. into that either, but I was actually impressed with it. Yeah. It, was it was an actual
3: yeah. brine flavor. Yeah.
0: Very interesting you're up there next oh, Mr. Okay. my turn oh <laughs> all right so you talk about beers overseas how does craft beer over there differ from craft beer here in the us
2: so i have very limited experience on craft beer overseas that's more than us um <laughs> the last time that i was there uh again it was because my wife got those the free tickets. So yes. I'm going to say, put it right there. Like my family is not the family. Oh, we're vacationing in Europe yeah. next year. Like, no, are the tickets paid for? Okay, then we will go. Yeah, oh yeah. There we no. go.
3: Bougie Al the Brewer. I
2: yes. no. yes. will never be. Sounds Please talk to, me. to my wife and ask her how Bougie Al the Brewer is. Oh, she'll, she'll give us the... oh but I, all the I, secrets when I was there. Um, I was delightfully surprised at how popular American beer was. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Heard Bud was a big thing out there. Uh, I mean, well I mean Budweiser's now owned by right. Yeah. European, mm-hmm. you know, investors. Yep, yep. But I I was at this I was in I was in Paris and uh, my wife and I um, we were traveling together and there's this magical moment I think when you travel together as a as a couple that you go go away yeah. <laughs> and my wife had that look on her face and I was like, how about I go grab a beer? So I was out and I had a couple places already said out. And I went to this <laughs> beer bar in Paris, and I think 90% of what they had were American beers. Oh wow. Okay. wow. And I was like, oh my goodness. And there was stuff yeah. I could not get in America. Oh wow. And so I was like, Westbrook dos leches. Yes, please. Oh, wow. nice. oh it was so good. Nice. Uh, and I was like, how am I getting Westbrook easier in France <laughs> yeah. than right. in Texas? Uh-huh. So I think that American beers are very popular over there. Again, from my limited experience, Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I would have brought beers to trade. Um, <laughs> that would I, be good, yeah. Before the pandemic, uh, I'll spell it this way, because I used to work for American Airlines. In October 2019, my wife was like, go to Belgium. I was like, sweet. And I started mm-hmm. planning for March of 2020. That did not <laughs> no, work it out. No,
4: yeah. And so
2: I'm hoping to get to Belgium by the end of the year. Maybe by January, February next year. We'll see. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. I think but, it'll happen. Um, if I do that, I definitely want to try to set up a bottle share in Belgium. Oh, wow. And nice. just like load up on beer beforehand and bring a bunch of stuff over. That'd yeah. be good, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. You definitely... hear
3: it, all those listeners that we have over there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. <laughs> right? yeah. Belgian listeners at All Brewer contact me. Yeah. We help. actually it, yeah.
3: have quite a few do. overseas do. listeners.
2: Yeah, really, we, we yeah. got a big yeah. overseas following yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I'm yeah. still
3: curious: are they Texans over there, or are people just interested in Texas uh, see, craft beer? And when,
2: when I look at my stats, I'll find like a couple, like oh, someone in Austria listening. Yeah, to me. great. Whoever's <laughs> yeah. yeah. in Austria, yeah, awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know. So. Uh, this one, this is my question. I'm super proud of this because I just listened to this the other day. <laughs> um, so in episode 70 of I Know Nothing About Beer, yeah, uh, you spoke with Darren of Fermentable, uh-huh. and you dug deep into the brewery processes and taxes and accounting of every drop from of beer from grain to glass. Where did all that come from, and, and how did you learn all that? Because so, that was awesome. I ate it up. Like, I, I was working... Do my thing and I like stopped. I probably lost productivity at work. because so I was like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I just ate it up. So where did that come from?
2: Darren was a blast to talk to because mm-hmm. we got to get into the real weeds of brewing. Yeah, he has a
1: great experience himself. Yeah. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. And and just you know, just to, to fill in the, the listeners, um, he used to be the manager over all the Brewers at BJ's, BJ's, yeah, oh, yeah up, like yeah, yeah. all of like Central California mm-hmm. down to Southern California. Yeah, it was
1: crazy, and he yeah. was a home
2: brewer that turned. right yeah, into yeah. yeah. And I think so. I'll say this: the when I I first learned about taxes and beer when I was at a brewery out in Southern California, and I saw this, uh, what's it called? This like. Um, this glass pipe on one of the fermenters. Okay. And it said tax line. And I was like, oh, okay. Tax line. So, you okay. know, because I know that, that beer is, is taxed on so many different levels. Okay. Right. And I just didn't know to the extent at which it was taxed. Okay. Yeah. And so when I got to talk to him, I was learning about as much as anybody else listening mm-hmm. about how everything is taxed. I knew everything was taxed. I just didn't know how it was taxed. And okay. So it was yeah. fun to learn it to him. Uh, learn from him about how that all goes, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, there's the fun part about brewing and, you know, we're in a brewery right now. I'm looking at all the, the cool, you know, barrels and all of that. But then there's like the business, there's, right. you know, the, right. what yeah. I call beer is product. Mm-hmm. You know, there's beer is like what we get to share and drink and enjoy. But then there's like, oh yeah, it's a skew. It's a, I'm making this right. and uncle Sam has to get the, their bit right Uh, governor abbott has to get his bit Mm -hmm. uh the local people have to get their bit how does all that work out Mm -hmm. um and that's not something that people like to talk about because nobody likes to talk about their taxes all right you know (laughs) but also no one likes to talk about like generally uh you know people don't like to dive into the weeds of brewing Mm -hmm. in that way so it was a lot of fun to learn from him i was learning just as much yeah it was crazy too because um one thing he mentioned um
1: that you know the, you you have this fun visage or idea of it but then you get into it and you're like oh no this isn't like the work <laughs> that's involved yeah. you know the cleaning up and all that but then all the taxes like it's just it's very different to have the romantic idea yeah. versus mm-hmm. the the you know the grit of it so it was yeah. really entertaining informative and i just was like wow that's awesome like, oh i, I, I love it man. it was really great
3: so i know you wanted this question but i'm going to ask it the pious <laughs> pine episode it was very brave of you in my opinion for sharing of the church and beer and alcohol how did you acquire all that knowledge and what is the process for an interview like this and how long does it take for you to prepare there's like <laughs> yeah. three questions do in you, there
0: do you feel me
1: staring so you down right are, you, yeah, yeah, are you talking about the
2: dismantle pro- uh, the dismantle episode i believe so
1: yeah it was the one where he invited you on uh <laughs> it, it was um i forget which one it was but i listened to it and and you came on. We talked uh, a little bit about prohibition as yes. well. yeah a lot.
2: It was awesome. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely prepped up a bit for that. It sounded like it, but I was, what was um, the process I was going to so ask. So for that one, because I had the questions well ahead of time, and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, they were very open-ended. I decided to just do a dive in. Yeah. And as most people do, you start with, like, how is alcohol mentioned in the Bible? Yeah. And then I looked up and read so many verses. I was yeah. watching so many YouTube videos. Mm-hmm and listening to so many sermons about people talking about alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting to hear so many different opinions on it. Yeah. The other thing that I did was I started researching prohibition, and it was new information to me about how connected the American churches Uh, influence was to Prohibition. It was crazy. It's pretty
1: crazy. uh, Yeah, but you talked about just the forces behind how it happened. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. It was was was, nuts. It was
2: literally just a couple days of me just anytime I had a chance was just Mm -hmm. like, you know, Prohibition Church, go. And then (laughs) on uh, the University, the Ohio University or the University of Ohio, Uh they have a whole Prohibition Like history that i was able to read on nice okay and then um pbs has their prohibition special okay and they had some resources that i was able to to Mm -hmm. go off of there as well so uh it was fun to do that and I, i really think i want to at some point in time take a dive into prohibition yeah because it's such an interesting history yeah and i feel like there's um there's things of that that are echoing and what we prohibit now, yes. I agree. I think there's yep. you know, some,
0: It's some parallels, absolutely, especially um, here in Texas.
1: Yeah. Funny
2: laws, yeah. yeah. Well, not just blue laws, but also like you know how um, immigration. I didn't get into this in the, the prohibition part, but like how you know immigrants at the time, German, Irish, you know uh, the Lutherans, the the the, the non Presbyterian uh, sex. Um, you know that were mainly European immigrants. How prohibition on beer was also kind of a knock on them. Yes, with, oh, you know people yeah. coming from this other country, bringing in their culture, and it being wanting to be suppressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I, it makes
3: sense.
1: I, 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 I like didn't think of it, but now that you mention it, totally makes sense. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah, no, like I mean, that was their culture. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I, if you no, definitely it, ties you know, in. The no, I, I do it. have to give this mentioned my dad and i were talking about this last night so he mentioned a little bit of that to me so oh uh, there you go i am refreshing this from my phone yeah yeah, uh, yeah. So shout out we, to, dad. Shout yeah, out me, to dad. dad yeah shout out dad yeah <laughs> i didn't beer but we should take a break yeah,
3: yeah. i want I saw to come that. back with more exciting
2: content oh, so, with yeah. guys. yeah yeah,
3: yeah right? I, I heard oh, yeah. them just a side note here at the table next to us they were tasting squoze from vector <gasps> Ooh. Uh, i could hear it
1: happening yeah. Oops, <laughs> okay. okay cheers cheers, y'all. cheers.
0: cheers. Welcome back, guys. Mm -hmm. We are going to hop right back into it. Yes. Uh, So. What? Uh Oh.
3: I said, right? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like,
0: what? Did I miss something? Come
3: again? (laughs) I was really enjoying this beer. I I I know. I was like,
0: dang. You're just like, I (laughs) like this beer. Is it right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we really enjoyed the series slash episodes you and your wife did on Hope during the uh,
2: beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. How did uh, that come about? Like so, um, the series on hope. I. I think that was something more for me that I decided to let everybody else listen to. Yeah. Um, I think I recorded that in March of 2020, March that, and April yeah. of 2020. It
1: was like right at the beginning of poof, like shut and down.
2: Yeah. Really, what I wanted to do was say, "Here's what I'm feeling," mm-hmm. and I would love to ask someone else in the beer community how they're feeling. And then hopefully, like, uh, my main thing was, what is giving you hope right now? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And that was, I think, what helped me get through the pandemic. Because not that, like, it's not that beer is the most important thing in the world to me, but the relationships I've made through beer Mm -hmm. have been incredible. Yeah, You know? And, uh, you know, they are real people that work at a brewery that can that you buy from a from a brew pub or a bottle shop has someone connected to it. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to just see who could I talk to in the beer community that would be willing to just talk for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, Michael from pedicolus, Michael from funky picnic. Um, Oh, I, am so blanking on her name right now from DFW talk craft beer um
3: Brianna no no
2: oh my goodness I see her face and I if she's listening to this (laughs) I'm so sorry oh my goodness okay I'm gonna come back to that but talking to these people was such a great it, it gave me something to look forward to yeah because everybody had something they were hopeful That they were finding hope in that situation. You know, when I talked to Michael, he was like, you know, when I see people lined up around the block for my beer, Uh that gives me hope that we're doing something good and that people that we're going to be around. Like right that was, that was michael pedicola right? you know yeah. Michael yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: we listened to that and then we went and ordered beer to go yeah. yeah we did. and for us i mean we all work in grocery stores and that was a real crazy time
4: oh yeah oh yeah
2: sydney thank you <laughs> okay sydney i was thinking of some other name like <laughs> no sydney she is it. amazing <laughs> if you ever get a chance to talk to sydney
3: okay she's amazing yes <laughs> so At that time we had people that were coming in and wiping us out and it was hard to get trucks there and we i personally went into work extremely early four or five o'clock in the morning just Mm. to put groceries on the shelves and then customers would walk in and they would be crying or they'd be shocked because there wasn't anything on the shelf so it was really helpful when i was going in early doing those crazy things to listen to some sort of hope so
1: yeah absolutely especially um, the Michael Pedicoles one, especially. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Go, he's... Oh, yeah. I very articulate, listens. well-spoken, and it was just encouraging. And we, you know, they say that grocery, because we work in grocery, won't say where, but that we were frontline workers working in grocery. Like, I needed yeah. that, too. I was beat down. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Going, cool. And, and it, was it was hard
3: because, very I mean, hard. bars, suddenly a lot of people lost their jobs. Restaurant mm-hmm. people lost their jobs. And then for us who had jobs, we were getting, like, hammered. It, yeah. was, it was real insane.
1: Yeah. So like, it was
3: really encouraging to have
1: you, your wife, and yeah. who you spoke with at the time, you know. And then again, uh, just because where we are is, you know, in our, uh, our faith to hear that we had that common denominator as well. It was like, mm-hmm. it just did it for me on some days when it yeah. was really,
2: really hard. And, know, and, and I'm really going. glad to hear that because that's what I was really hoping that it would mm-hmm. give people something to listen to that, that would be an encouragement yeah. rather than something that made them feel even worse it because was, yeah. everybody yeah. at that time, especially then in America, yeah. um, was feeling just as like, okay, when is the light coming? Right. right. You know? And that was the beginning. There wasn't like, that was the first couple of months well, well, and like, we had yeah. months to go. And yep. there was a sense of like, okay, we're all going to hunker down for <laughs> yeah. a little bit two weeks, and then it was <laughs> like, oh, wait, no, yeah. Yeah. no, this is way more. Yeah. Yeah. I,
3: this lady walked in and she was an older lady and she looked around and the shelves were bare and she started crying and she oh. said never did i think i would see this in america i only saw this in my country Oh it
4: was yeah, so you told
1: me that. that was nuts yeah i remember yeah. That. Oh, man so but we appreciated that super yeah. which i mean no words for that it was really it great was nice i'm glad you like that yeah Excuse me. I'm, I'm beer burping. Thank oh, you. I sorry. know what my question is. Thank you, <laughs> sweet wife. So, so I was it's like, your
3: birthday. You're Bruh. allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, yeah.
1: Birthday actually, episode. one minute ago, I just turned 44.
3: I know. I said happy birthday Woo. this morning. He's like, it's not my birthday until in the afternoon. I was like, <laughs> I was, oh my God.
1: But I saw my birth certificate. I know when I was born. 434. Nerd. <laughs> oh my but anyway, so one thing I really loved, and she got me turned on to this, um, uh, when she first showed me your podcast. So in the, I don't remember the episode number, but it was called, Why is Craft Beer So Expensive? You delved into the ingredients, the pricing of hops, and as mm. they trend. That was super awesome. So yeah. I, I found this really interesting. And I found out why, like, we love these beers. I'm like, oh, because those hops are, like, way more per pound than other hops. And yeah. That's, so, but anyway, um, what made you do that, and will there be more? For example, there's even more hops out in variations, like half Hosh. I'm sorry, haphosh. Hosh. Pop hash, yeah. pop oils, and yep. um, uh, what was the last one? Cryo. Uh, cryo, cryo. So we are. Do you have anything like that lined up for the end of season four? Maybe season five? Like
2: that was awesome. I I don't. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. You're like, can you do something like that? Yeah, like, <laughs> um. Here's the deal. That came up because I I was listening to something and someone mentioned, why is it that a four pack of beer cost me twenty bucks? Right. And I was like, oh yeah. That is kind of, that is kind of, yeah. Because I, I think for most people that are into craft beer, especially within the last five years, that's become a standard. A four pack is about 20 bucks, especially for something that's hazy, that's right, or fruited or sour. You
4: right. get
2: four 16 ounce cans at 20 bucks, yeah. And so, I, I, it was kind of a question for myself, like, okay, well, why is it so expensive? And then yeah. once I, started diving into that and learning more about, and then it, it really clicked when I was like, oh yeah, I remember trying to buy mosaic hops and how freaking expensive. Yeah. Were. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like eight, you know, I remember trying to buy mosaic hops when I was homebrewing, maybe not eight, sorry, five, about five or six years ago and going like, oh, those you can't find. And then you're, when you do find them, they're really expensive. Yeah. So, these hops that we love that have these very tropical fruity tastes uh, of pineapple mango you know grapefruit um, they cost a lot of money yeah they do to, to grow uh, some grow better than others some are more susceptible to pests and mold and all these other fun things thanks so, okay yeah. yeah yeah it was it was a big learning experience for me
3: yeah
2: yeah uh, that episode as well yeah I that, got it I, go ahead. I, okay
3: I was just gonna say we bought a book on hops after that.
2: Yeah, she totally did. Oh, which one?
3: <laughs> I don't remember. It's on my nightstand. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: like five or six books on her nightstand.
2: At, least. at can, least. Can I recommend one book? Yeah. Yeah. The Drunken Botanist. Okay. Oh. I love that book.
3: Okay. Because
2: as much as I love beer, I am not. Um, I'm not so into beer that I forget other things. Yeah. Uh, the beer writer Michael Jackson. I love his quote. Yes. He goes, "I may have." I may go a day without wine. I may go two days without wine, but I could never go three days without wine. And I'm like, okay, I get that. (laughs) Um, It talks about how all the different spirits and drinks that you think of uh, have come about. And the plants and resources that are used to make them. Okay. So the drunken botanist started with like gin. And yeah. We yes. talk about I loved it. Like, oh yes, I'm a, oh I <laughs> my wife and I are, are like on the opposite <laughs> spectrums of gin. I go much more for the botanical style, she okay. goes much more for like the London dry style. So okay. yeah. wow. So one thing um I wanted to mention,
1: um, with you know craft beer being so expensive, yeah. Um, you know, where we work, um uh, Abel and I have a co worker who will always buy a super cheap six bucks a six pack seven percent thing because he's like, oh man that's great but you know do the same thing for half the price and i was like but don't you want to enjoy it don't you want that yeah, right yeah. you know i mean it it's it's just it's crazy because a lot of people be like man that's a lot of money and i was like knowing the the nuances the ins and outs like what it costs what they go through mm-hmm. like it's hard to convey that to others you know but so, i
0: think th- i think with that though is like you know yeah it's four dollars you know it's twenty dollars a four pack but like you taste the quality. You you yeah. taste the different profiles. You you know you taste the freshness. Yeah. You know, whereas the six dollar ones or seven dollar ones, you, like you just, it's something they just put out and like yeah, you might taste that, but you know who, who long who knows how long it's been sitting there.
2: It's a super you know. quantity versus quality. Exactly. Yeah. Know, and the, I, I get that. I also think that there's a, if you're trying to get into craft beer, and your background has been Bud. Oh yeah, where you can buy a twenty-four pack for eighteen dollars. You're gonna be a real surprise. There is yeah. a <laughs> there is there's a mental block. Yeah, that yeah. would automatically if I was buying you know pencils for you know a twenty pack for four dollars, and then someone goes, "No, you're gonna pay ten dollars for one." I'd be like, "You're crazy! It's yeah, a pencil, it right?" Yeah, yeah. And so I never want to blame people for scoffing at that, but I I want to. I hope that my love for it makes them go like, oh, let's give it a shot. Right. Yeah. See if there's something that is there that I'm missing. Um, Because, you know, my wife and I, especially at the the beginning of the pandemic, decided we really wanted to go quantity over a quality over quantity. Right. Uh, And so we have we have cut back our going out to eat till like it's like, okay, no, we're going to go out to eat. We're going to go out to eat like not that we don't have Chick-fil-A still. Yeah. You know, And I'm over Chick Fil A at this point in time. <laughs> I, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and my four-year-old loves Chick Fil A. <laughs> but that we're just kind of like, okay, if we're gonna go out to eat, let's just go out and grab something good. Yeah, right. You know, right, right. Um, yeah. And so I, I get that with with beer because it's such it's been advertised as such a commodity uh-huh. that should be cheap. That once it gets expensive. Or, like, you know, three, four, five times the price of what is normally billed. Right. Um, I understand why people go, eh. But at the same time, it's like, but it's, there's an experience there that you could be missing out on. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, what I tell people, I'm always way more willing to pay a lot more for beer than I would be for pants. Yeah.
1: She's told me that. Yeah. For pants? For yeah. pants, yeah.
2: Really? Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Here, here's the deal. I, my, my wife was like, babe, like, because I, I was buying old Navy jeans for forever. Yeah. Okay. And I like old Navy jeans. I, I like old Navy jeans. too. They don't yeah. last. They don't last. And then yeah. my wife was like, babe, why are you wearing those jeans? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you've had those for like six. You've had those since we've been dating. We dated four years <laughs> and now we've been married eight. And why are, why are you still wearing those? And so a while ago, she introduced me to banana Republic. I didn't okay. know what Banana Republic yeah. was really. Old Navy's big brother. Yeah, yeah. And they have these things called traveler jeans, and they're kind of stretchy, and they're amazing. Okay. (laughs) And I never knew what stretchy jeans were until I tried them on, and I'm like, oh, stretchy jeans all the (laughs) way—not skinny jeans, but like kind of stretchy. Yeah. And they're so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. They're so comfortable. I'll check it out. Yeah. Dude, stretchy jeans. Uh, I'm just saying. Banana Republic. I'll check it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially on the half-off sale. Oh Oh, my my
3: pants have to be less than the price of my beer is my goal. That
2: is not my (laughs) pants. I I think I paid now granted, (laughs) I've been wearing the pants I'm wearing now I have had for five years. (laughs) And I think I paid ninety dollars for them. Yeah, But okay. they're still like so comfy. Cozy. Okay, investment over time. For sure. I just
3: got rid of a twenty-year-old sweater, she so did, I totally yeah, get from it.
2: So yeah, I bought this uh, in California. This this like old man sweater. Yeah. I am planning on dying in this thing. There you
3: go. Yeah. It might happen.
0: It's that quality. You pay extra it. for that quality.
3: Yes. So. We wanted to super thank you for being on and thank
0: you, yeah, for absolutely. being
3: a mentor to us and welcoming us when we first started. You were very gracious and helpful. Oh, no, absolutely, yeah. super. Thank you. Yeah, this table next to us is really loud. Hopefully, people they're can having hear a good it. time. Yeah,
1: well, they're at a brewery. Were, they better be. I know.
3: I'm like, oh my gosh. So one thing we wanted to mention as well is you didn't shy away from highlighting other podcasts, such as Good Beer Matters.
1: Yeah, which I know is your Jeremy favorite. is so cool. I love that guy. I follow him, and he's so yeah. great. And you introduced me to him. And that's why we loved it. Like You weren't like, no, I already have a podcast. I don't know about you guys coming in. You are more than welcoming. You continue Dude. to highlight others. What was the guy um, that too um, – it wasn't a podcast, but uh, the guy in, in Oregon uh, – not Oregon. The, um, what is it? It has the um, – the one percent for the family, it, for the uh, for the planet. It's one percent. One percent for the planet, and um, it has one um,
3: percent for the planet.
1: Uh, oh, what is it? save the
2: Earth, save the world! Brewing.
1: No, save the world too. But there was another one. Um, it had um, like the Grizzly Snacks. What's that brewery that with Grizzly Snacks? I
2: don't know. Grizzly Snacks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's their sour blueberry. And you talk to him and like he had uh, got his parents were like kind of raised him like being like a hippie. And he built everything himself. Like you aren't you don't shy away from like highlighting these things. And I really appreciated it. Yeah. And I loved, you know, Jeremy's podcast as well. Oh as my goodness. I am totally
2: blanking I on know, whoever I am. I am. Like, uh... <laughs> I am like, OK, who did I talk to?
3: And we listened to him at different times. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I'll and it's funny because it you
2: said episode 70. I'm like, I did 70 episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. I know know
3: he was looking yesterday, and he was like, "I don't see the episode number." And he kept scrolling, and then he came up with the.
0: Even with us trying to trying to um, go back to the episodes, it's like, oh "Oh my gosh! Okay.
3: So it was
1: Hopworks, Hopworks Urban Brewery. You talked
0: to the like the owner of Hopworks
1: Urban Brewery, and he had talked about like you know all those things as far as what he did for the environment and whatnot. Like I love that you brought all these things into it, and you're just. Oh know. It was a while ago, but. I mean, I appreciated it and loved hearing about mm-hmm. it, you know, so it was, it was great for me. So thank awesome. you.
3: We were just wondering if you're going to continue the rapport. I mean, obviously you're on our podcast. Right.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> but are we going to see other collabs? Well, I definitely, I definitely have season five in my head. Yes. Um, That's awesome. It's, okay. it's, I'm not stopping the the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think my wife would let me Yeah, because she would be like, don't. Talk, I, I'm done talking about beer. <laughs> Go do that on your podcast. <laughs> you know, when Google I.O. comes over, yeah, you know, I, she goes, You have 20 minutes and I'm starting a timer. Go. <laughs> and so, I definitely, I, the things that I'm into, I get into very deep. Yes. And so, my, you know, this podcast has become this outlet for me.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, I don't see myself stopping it anytime soon. I think I need a break between season four and five because of dad domesticus and because, you know, my wife and I are trying to figure out what happens next with me. I'm, you know, not working. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Right. And it's not a like I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, it's not even just do I figure out my next career move, but do I even go back to work? Right, because you know I love being a stay-at-home dad. My wife loves me being a stay-at-home dad. We yeah. love that I spend so much time with our kids. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I know by doing that, I'm also putting back, putting myself back in any career that I want to, by years. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, something that a lot of stay-at-home moms find out is that when they decide to get back into the workforce, there's no way that they're going to get to the place that they wanted to get to. Because they're so far back from where they were when they left. Right. Yeah. And so I'm finding out, I think that's going to be me. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to get back in the workforce and be able to get back to a position where I would like to be. Right. So do I want to still do this? Um, You know, I started, I know nothing about beer because it was an outlet and I still want it to be that. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I think it's just more how do i plan that within everything else that i am doing gotcha there Although, you
3: go. staying home with children does give you different skills and it will change you oh
2: no it, it is it is do you want to talk about time management
3: yeah i mean <laughs> oh, man. i yeah. know that i'm a better leader because of my time being a mom <laughs> yeah yeah have, have you tried so. to make
2: a two-year-old interested in something <laughs> then yeah. you've got real leadership <laughs> skills <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. yeah,
3: it's true. And you can defuse any situation. I swear. <laughs> yeah.
2: Have, have you tried to break up a two year old and a four year old from the toy they want? How do you do that? That should be an interview question. It's I oh, just yeah. had
3: that conversation with our teenagers yesterday because they used to fight really bad and mm-hmm. I thought they would grow out of it and they didn't.
2: Yeah. So they're just bigger. And more I'd like to tell you, you, it gets better, you, but you know, it didn't. I, I remember my mom doing the handhold. That was our punishment. If my sister and I were fighting, we had to hug or hold hands for a certain amount of time. (laughs) And I am so employing that with my children. There There we go. go. We need
3: to implement that now.
2: Yeah. 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 I will buy that like quadruple X shirt for them both to wear, yeah. <laughs> one on each side. Yeah, and go like, look, kids. Do you want Do you want to get out of the church? Then you got to get Is along. It? Yep. Yeah. Earn it. You gotta play it. nice. At 16 and
3: 18. Why do you fight worse now than when you were in car seats next to each other? Right. <laughs> I they didn't like that one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So now it is Al the Brewer or Dad Domesticus time. Yes. So, whatever you want to plug, you know, whatever you want to say, this is your time.
2: Whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, First, I've got to say thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate you you guys. Of course. It has been such a joy to be here and to hang out. Um, I don't get this. is my first time like hanging out with people. Oh, well, thank um, you. For I know that sounds yeah. like really weird, but like no. people 10 years from now go, like, You poor person, what is going on? <laughs> but like, no, there's been a pandemic. Yeah, you right. Yeah. Even know. And this is my first time hanging out with like people outside of my family. So yeah. it's been, this is really fun. Um, For one, two, you guys got a wonderful podcast. Oh, thank I you. I love thank what you. you guys are doing. Keep Brian it hard? up, yeah. please. Thank you. Um, as for me, you know, you can find me at Dad daddomesticus at aldebrewer on, I'm more, I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm really bad at social media. So I'm sorry uh, ahead of time for what you'll see on Instagram. But you can find me those ways. You can send me an email, you know, at aldebrewer at gmail.com, at gmail.com or daddomesticus at gmail.com. I do these really stupid songs on Dad daddomesticus yeah um i've got more in store that i'm excited to share yeah yeah so um, fathers i will let you know there's a certain (laughs) song that i have about an experience that fathers generally share in (laughs) please take a listen yeah i love it it's called ballad of a father's pain yeah Uh
3: i think you can probably relate oh yeah
2: for sure yeah (laughs) so but no thank you guys so much for having me on thank
3: you yeah i thought it was crazy when vincent wanted to Book a podcast on his birthday.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah. Well, it worked out and I wanted to meet him. I've been trying. Happy birthday.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Birthday episode 44. You don't want to talk about it, so we'll do it here. Happy birthday. But it's it's on
1: air now. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness, well, set in stone. I secretly love hate you all. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate
3: it. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank yeah. you to Turning Point. Yeah, thanks for turning out See you guys yes. in Bedford. Their, awesome. Their cup situation or whatever's happening over there. Yeah,
1: right. There. Right, yeah. yeah. They, Check they out got here before
0: us.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much. <laughs> no, and, uh, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.